Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Planet Tyro for our Woody Allen retrospective. I'm your host, Donald Wonder, and I'm joined once again by my lovely co-host who's joining me in this adventure, Simon Rad. Welcome back, people. Here we go, Simon. Here we go. We've got a long world ahead of us. But uh, guys, if you're listening to this <laughs> for the first time, you might have missed our previous video where we did the introduction. We covered some of the other earlier Woody Allen movies that were not really classed as his first movie. And actually, nobody really classes But There's going to be a YouTube playlist in the top right-hand corner if you listen on YouTube. But also, just to let you guys know, if you're not listening on YouTube, you'll probably listen to this on one of our many podcast methods, which, just for the record... You can use the podcast app on iTunes. You can use Pocket Cast on Android. And if you want to listen to it on your computer directly or just directly another way, you can go to podbay.fm and you can listen to the files directly. So you've got many different ways, but you can see it on YouTube as well. Sometimes it's the easiest way. And uh, I've got another recommendation, but I'll leave that for later because some people ask they want to use YouTube on their phones without actually turning off the screen. But that's a bit more technical. So we'll get back to that. Okay, Simon, so with all that mumbo jumbo out of the way, we're going to move forward with the first official movie, Simon. And if you don't mind, give us the title of the movie itself. All right, so very ironically, it's called Take the Money and Run. Pretty much what every, every first-time director thinks in his mind. Ha, <laughs> funny. And it was uh, made in 1969. And um, you know what? If you don't mind, well, actually, I've got a quick plot synopsis for those of you who don't know what the movie's about. Basically... This is about a career criminal named Virgin Starkwell. He was a very unsuccessful career in crime. Landed him in prison multiple times. He goes in and out of prison multiple times. He, ha- he meets a woman along the way. Woody Allen plays the main character. There's a lot of hijinks that goes on and a lot of skits, a lot of comedy sketches, a lot of comedy ideas. It's a very basic movie about this career criminal. That's it. We'll get more into detail when it, and again... This is a spoiler discussion, guys. See the movie, come back in and, you know, check out our review. So, first of all, coming away from the movie, Simon, initially, what was your initial thoughts, feelings, your opinion of the movie, just coming away? Well, like you said, it's a one-man show. To be honest with you, I enjoyed the movie. I, I enjoyed it. It's my first time watching. This uh, This is one of the movies that, even though it's early on in Woody Allen's career and it's a comedy he started off as a comedian. You would think it would be just as well known as some of his later works. But uh, it mostly has to do with uh, legal things and where the distribution rights are these days. So it's hard to catch. As a first-time viewer, certain elements of the movie didn't age well. But others compensate for it. Like You have to note immediately that uh, the movie is very unique, that it's uh, one of the first mockumentaries. So it's shot in a documentary style. It's obvious that when Woody Allen was given the opportunity to do a movie, unlike we discussed previously, due to his early Hollywood experiences, he learned that he pretty much made a statement that if you want to do a movie, you have to have full creative control. That's what he got this time around. Yeah. So it's semi-autobiographical. We follow this character's life basically from childhood, and he uses a lot of personal footage, pictures of his childhood, and sort of models the character in parts after himself. He went on record several times when asked if he wasn't doing acting and movies, what what other profession he could see himself doing. And he always joked about being a, a, a petty criminal, a career criminal. Mm. So him playing one in this movie is not surprising at all. The whole documentary style is just one big setup for comedy because it's, it gives the movie a very serious tone early on, 
but the rest of it dissolves into uh, basically uh, a goofball comedy. Yeah. So I think it's just alone based on that, it's worth checking out. A few things to watch out for. Well, I, before before you get into the negatives, let me just go because we're going to go back and forth anyway. So Sure. My initial feelings from this movie, and take in mind, this is the second time I've seen this movie in 20 years. The first time I saw it, I was probably 21 or something, and now I'm 33, and my i didn't find this movie funny the first time i saw it i can only remember these first couple of woody allen movies they're mostly comedies and i just remember i didn't really gel well with me but watch this movie i feel pretty much the same as you i was extremely impressed that for a first movie that he had first creative control over like you said the mockumentary the mockumentary style i it looks to me like i didn't do all the research but I think he was one of the first directors to, to really do this kind of mockumentary style about himself. Well, obviously it's not about him, but using himself yeah. as the main character, doing this kind of thing. I was like, that took me away. Yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from because um, the thing is like, uh, especially early on in his career, Woody Allen's uh, comedy was very much self-ironic and all about contrast. So he would put himself against stereotypes a lot to create this comedic contrast. So you see a bunch of hard knock criminals and then him. You see a bunch of people went to, to, to jail to do hard time for a serious crime and he's there for a spelling error, that kind of stuff. But a lot of that relies on shock value. So this was made in 69. In the 60s, a lot more things were taboo. A lot more, more things weren't really shown or discussed in the mainstream. So these jokes had a lot more shock value. It was a lot more sur surprising. You know, you were always laughing at some stuff out of nerve because you know you you didn't know how to react because it was so unusual That's now obviously throughout the decades a lot of that is gone hence the reason why a lot of these jokes land flat mm. but luckily there are already other elements of the movie that help it pull through and some more subtle comedy that works better and uh, pretty much makes makes those parts of the movie feel uh timeless or at least uh it ages better okay so uh, let me ask you personally because i found the comedy pretty good i actually liked it more than i didn't so we'll, we'll focus on the positives a little bit more so the comedy overall it worked for you um how should i put this to me well woody allen is just naturally funny and i think some of the smart things that they did and this is uh, the movie had a lot of problems in uh post-production they the, the shooting went okay. It was a very quick shoot. He turned the movie and, uh, you know, early and under budget, but everybody was happy about. It. But in post production, the editing didn't really work, and they had to broaden a new editor and all because Woody Allen edited originally, and, and you can see that because some of the 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 bits in the movie are chopped up, so the direction isn't that good. But I think what they did smart with the final product that sometimes when the movie goes into a very silly territory and they do a lot of stupid things, yeah. they they keep amping it up. So a lot of times, even if a joke falls flat, they made the right call by increasing the the, the, the craziness of the situation, doing try to ramp up, ramp it up continuously where it gets so ridiculous that it doesn't break the movie. You yeah. just get used to it that, okay, Anything can happen. You know, there's there's nothing holding them back in this one, and that that saves some of the jokes. A lot in a lot of other movies, and that's harder to do than you think because a lot of other movies overdo it. 
you know, a joke goes on for too long or they just can't hold back and there's no subtlety and it just becomes ridiculous. But it, in the case of this movie, it works for, mo- for the most part. So even if some jokes land flat, it, it goes into a very zany, surreal category where we're like, okay, this, this thing is absolutely ridiculous. So yeah. you can at least marvel at that to a certain extent. But I, I, I'll say this. I enjoyed the, the more subtle parts better. Okay. To me, to me, some of the the dialogue was uh, funnier than when uh, the whole uh, you know crazy comedy sketches <laughs> went on. That, that, that the movie's most no uh, most known for, like the one of the first bits that's yeah. the most famous when he's part of the, the his bats. character. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah his character. One of the main things of his character that he aspires to be a musician. So. He, picks up a cello yeah and then he joins a marching band which creates the first problem how's he gonna march with the band while playing the cello yeah so he has yeah he has that gag where he's holding the chair they're marching through the street and he keeps on sitting down running catching up with them putting it down sitting down it is one of his most it's probably the funniest visual gag in the movie and it's it's a it's a favorite for a lot of people you can see the clip on youtube as well people so i will praise the comedy but i will also criticize it i actually felt like on a whole the movie kind of went on too long. I actually felt like... Uh, you felt like that? Yeah, I felt like the movie could have been shaved down. I mean, it has one or two really like... That one visual gag... Has, I think some of its best visual gags are in the beginning at the end. Like another really good one is when he escapes jail with like a band of people that all chained together. That was great. Yeah. In fact, that whole part of the movie has been parodied so much from the singing to the the d- different uh, visual bits it was on family guy and you know even if you haven't seen this movie you will immediately see the dozens of cultural references it influenced yeah speaking of cultural references uh, again i have to be racist this because i'm the black guy <laughs> on the <laughs> on the last uh, discussion the first one we made when us when we spoke about our initial thoughts about woody allen one thing i said is that you know a lot of people a lot of people criticize hollywood and woody allen for this that he doesn't hire a lot of black actors don't work with a lot of black actors I have to kind of take that back because in this movie, actually, in the beginning, it's a scene where he was actually in a club, in a snooker club, trying to play snooker like an idiot. And or <laughs> yeah, he tried to be a hustler. Yeah, that, that's the whole movie about him trying to make it from the rough streets of Brooklyn. So he's he's trying to get into a gang, trying to be a, a hustler, whatever it takes, basically. Yeah, and he's working with all black actors. I know they're nobodies. I mean, they're no-name people, but, you know, he's working with black people. And I thought, oh, okay. And, you know, there's actually, not only in that scene, but there's a few of them in the streets. And I've watched a lot of Woody Allen movies moving forward. And, you know, I just, I haven't seen as much as I saw in his very first movie. So that realigned my perception. I thought, oh, okay, Woody Allen, you know, didn't mind. Or I don't know. Like I said, I said it before. No, no, no. I I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Actually, uh, I think... In fact, that makes the movie better in hindsight, that it's uh, it's tied into his catalog. So you can really watch it as his first movie, the first movie directed by him. Yeah. And, and then as an extra layer, like not only that this has a more diverse cast, maybe it's because, you know, uh, obviously they didn't have much of a budget. So they had to go with mostly uh, untrained actors or unprofessional people who were on camera for the first time. But also we talked about uh, the, the era that Woody Allen starts his career, uh, zany comedy, all the psychedelic experimental movies, and how uh, drugs play a big part of it. But again, what's interesting to note, Woody Allen doesn't take any substances. He doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't take drugs. 
So when you watch this film and think, oh, yeah, the filmmakers were just high throughout the whole thing. Keep in mind, Woody Allen wasn't. He gets to these places all on his own. <laughs> he doesn't need extra substances to imagine I, I believe him. these crazy segments. I believe him that he generally doesn't, well, probably not a, like a, a regular user, but back in the early 70s, I don't believe he never never dipped his toe in it a little bit. Come on, Woody, don't lie to us. We know you nah, got nah, a little nah. bit. The man is very health conscious because he's extremely afraid of death, which is a common theme in his character. So <laughs> I think he, he's more scared of ODing than anything else. Yeah, you know? so. I will I will have to go back to one thing you said. The, 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 uh, the bit we spoke about where they're all chained together in the house, they're trying to escape. That's a great bit. You did touch on this a little bit, but I do want to say the banknote bit as well, where they, where he, you know, he writes a note to say, "I'm going to rob the bank," and they all look at that's not gun, that's gumball. You know, that is very, it's it's ridiculous. It goes on a bit, a bit, a little bit too long, but that is another good gag. There's a few, and the very last, last, last gag again, which is like a role reversal conversation. He tries to rob someone, ends up being his friend, and then obviously they have that funny. It's it's a good ending. It's a funny ending. I like that bit. That was one of my favorite bits in the movie like i said because it was all dialogue yeah and it was just it, it was woody allen's best it's very self-ironic and it's all about you know contrast to how you imagine a mugging going and how a mugging goes in real life or in this case in a very comedic setting all right so i mean i generally i'm not gonna go on and on about it. i generally have a good feeling about this movie as his first directorial debut that he wrote and directed himself I think this is a, actually stands out very well. I know it, it did really well in the boxes, box office, even at the time, considering this was his first movie. You're right. And uh, speaking of this being his debut as a director, even though some of the scenes aren't directed that well, and because of the editing, some parts of the movie are choppy, you can already see some really nice compositions in terms of the cinematography and the score that was edited in for the final version of the film the final edit of the movie is really nice it it's memorable and they rework it throughout the film with a slightly different tones but keeping the same melody so it becomes a main theme for the character and emphasizes some of the more emotional moments of the film because ultimately the main thread of the storyline is a love story how this character is trying to find happiness while also getting into these ridiculous uh, situations again and again and again. No, he can't stop. He can't stop. <laughs> he can't help himself. <laughs> yeah, he can't help himself. But um, you already see potential arising from somebody who didn't direct a movie before and was mostly a, a stand-up comic. As well as, we mentioned that some of the jokes fall flat or some of the comedy isn't as, isn't as effective as it was back in the day because of the shock values gone. But I noticed that some very interesting political themes uh, come out of the movie that actually make it more relevant. Basically, because it's so autobiographical, the, the characters in the film represent people from Woody Allen's childhood, including the basically the parents as well as the political climate. Like one big thing, overarching theme in the movie is that <laughs> his character is described as an atheist. And that basically all his sins and him being a rotten child come from his rejection of God, which is obviously something that Woody Allen parodies a lot, him being an atheist in real life. And the this whole theme in the movie doesn't become really, really politically apparent up until they bring in, and then at the end they bring in this FBI agent who once again gives a perfect summary of what was then considered a rotten individual and an undesired member of society. They call him an atheist, a suspicious, 
you know, rotten person. And if you think about it, even up until today, religion and atheism is a big discussion. It causes a lot of problems. And most of our current political figures, most of our current voters are from this era. Our president for 2017 described himself as a 50s guy. So this kind of highlights how far ahead Woody Allen was of his time and that his kind of mentality, his ideas, his life view and his humor kind of uh, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. So that makes actually some of the comedic elements even more relevant today because some people who are in that mindset now, which is way more popular, are, are really feeling this generational gap between them and people from the 50s. Woody Allen creating a character who was already going through that back in the day just makes this more relatable today and kind of adds a, a different layer to the movie that wasn't there or at least was I didn't expect it from the film when it was introduced. Okay. I can't disagree with what you're saying. It's definitely true. Uh, I saw what you're saying. It didn't stand out as predominant me because I'm not a film snob like you. I've got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like because it's done in documentary style, you hear his parents speak a lot. He, he, the running gag with his dad that he keeps saying that I tried to beat God into him. I tried and tried again. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. Religious nut. Well, since you got so serious on your point, which is all true, I can't just get anything you said. Speaking of his parents, or his parents in the movie, them wearing them glue, them goofy, uh, goofy things on their faces. The, the yeah, to, to stay anonymous because they're afraid of their kid. They're ashamed of their kid. Yeah. You see, so Woody Allen knows how to, you know, again, like you said, hit those political points and even those religious points, but you know, keep it, keep it light and fluffy. And again, I'm not disputing anything you're saying. Everything you're saying is true, and I got a taste of that. But luckily, that I don't want to call it rhetoric, but that kind of uh, the tone. It wasn't that agenda wasn't pushed too hard in this movie. It's there. Oh yeah, it, it's subtle, and and that's why it's like it. It's not laid on thick, but kind of the general perception of, of he's making fun of a stereotype of, of who do you think the bad guy is? Like, like they're describing somebody who rejects God and does all these things. He has to be a bad person, but his character obviously, like in most of his comedies, is more likable and is kind of a victim of his circumstances he's more of a goofball than a person who's evil by nature and his final goal is to keep his uh his love and life happy and, and to kind of win over his love so uh, again quite clever and in closing for me at least i found an, another interesting small bit in the film that uh even though like you said that first time directing he did something that's very clever and i I'm not even sure it's if it's completely intentional. We talked about compositions before, and if you notice in the film, the only time the two characters, the two lead characters, uh, are happy uh, and are actually genuinely enjoying each other's company and falling in love is when they're alone. All those uh, all those scenes take place in an isolated environment, they're either in the park, they're in the beach, or or you know they're on a field, and it every in every other location the movie gets kind of bleak even though there's comedy they're always facing challenges they're facing arguments either we're in the slums we're a rundown apartment we're in uh we're in a cheap house we're in prison you know we're you know um in the waiting room where you get to talk to the prisoners well during visiting hours so it always seems like 
subliminally he injected this personal notion that you're you're trying to escape from the pressures of living in a city from the pressures of uh of dealing with bills dealing with responsibility dealing with the family life you just want to get away you want to get away from the crowd you want to be isolated you want to want to just be free somewhere where there's peace and quiet and that's why all these romantic calm moments kind of happen when the characters are just alone by themselves they're not in a city they're not in an apartment they don't have to deal with anything they're they're basically in, in complete emptiness and i thought that that was quite clever <laughs> you know for a goofball for a goofball comedy that was kind of deep and what makes it so good that it's very organic i don't feel like it's forced symbolism or somebody trying to be too clever for its own good i just think for him it felt kind of natural writing a romantic scene when they're alone and felt natural to write a scene when they're arguing and there's drama when they're in an apartment filled up with bills and responsibility damn you, you make me feel like i need to see this movie a third time because you know if these things kind of went over my head you know i'm <laughs> like damn guys this is why i have simon right on because he's looking at it you know, from a more, you'd you make me feel, you know, I'm the Woody Allen fanboy. You're kind of stealing my light now, getting so uh, deep into this. But no, everything you're saying is, is on point there. Yeah. Hey, I'm an atheist. So whenever somebody goes after atheist, I, I pay attention. Now, that, that's where I'm coming from. You win those points straight away. <laughs> you you mentioned it to me that with all these movies, you always have a favorite line, right? And you, you specifically said the line in this movie, right of you of me. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll get to that right now since you brought up. But actually, you did remind me of something. Cause I don't want to be neglectful. The female lead in the movie, because I, I don't want to go over it. I thought she was okay. She's very beautiful, of course. Woody Allen has a tendency to go for these beautiful, co- you know, co-cast, co-female leads in this movie. But <laughs> she is gorgeous. She's really good. Um, She doesn't do a lot per se, but I do want to highlight her. You know, she's a female character in the movie. She's fine. I liked her a lot. I think she's beautiful. I don't know how you felt about her, Simon. She's very beautiful. Has a beautiful face, and she's there to be uh, there to be sweet and innocent. I think the actress conveys that very naturally. Also, she will be featured in future Woody Allen movies, so yeah. we'll talk about her again. Oh yeah. And uh, she didn't have a very versatile career in terms of big budget Hollywood movies, but she's perfectly fine here, and Woody Allen enjoyed working with her, and uh, she she's very much fit for a role like i couldn't imagine anybody else playing it and just before we get to the, the my quote of the movie i do want to say uh the thing i liked one of the things i like the most about this movie is woody allen i said this before he's always portrayed in a stereotypical goofy way i like the fact his character in this movie is more assertive he's a criminal he's actually he's got those nebbish qualities that you know those woody allenisms that he always has but he's active he's actively you know, a bad guy, which I like. And when we watch the other movies, even the next one, that's more the stereotypical Woody Allen character. But this one, he's assertive. He's actually, he's the planner in this movie. He's more, you know, he's more goal-getting. And actually, that's one thing I like about this being his first feature movie. But in the next couple of movies, as we'll see, he's playing more of the character people have always stereotyped Woody Allen for being. But re-watching this for the first time again after all these years, I, I liked that in particular. So, but anyway... Let's move on to my quote of the movie before we can wrap this up. So, um, yeah, before we spoke, as you mentioned before, you had a guess what you thought my quote of the movie was. So what did you think it was? 
I thought it was the the bit in the park where he says, after 15 minutes, I want to marry her. After 30 minutes, I completely gave up on snatching her purse. But it wasn't that, right? <laughs> That's a favorite for a lot of people, but that wasn't mine. Mine was when he was sitting in the house with his wife and she goes with the island. Well, I'm not saying this verbatim, but she says, we're going to have a baby. That's my Christmas present to you. And he looked at her and said, all I needed was a tie. <laughs> You know that it that is that is something that I was watching this movie with my girlfriend, and when that line came along, even she was staring at me like, "Yeah, that's something totally that you would say." And I, I looked at her, I was like, "Yeah, I do need a tie, by the way." Yeah, I do. <laughs> it did remind me of you, and it really stood out to me. And the reason why it stood out to me is because of all the quotes he says in the movie. To me, he doesn't deliver it as a bit. He says it deadpan. He's looking at her, and he really is somewhat unhappy that this isn't what I wanted baby baby I mean come on I mean tie I mean I need a tie baby I don't need a baby so the way he delivers it and the way he's looking at her and the fact if this was a modern film that this that phrase would have turned into an argument they would have broken up but it's a comedy so again don't want to go on and on that was my favourite quote of the movie so yeah I mean that pretty much sums it up on our thoughts am I right have you got anything else to add before we move on to what the people had to say no, let's hear it. Let, let's hear how the movie was received and how it fares over the years. All right, so first of all, let's go to the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes because they're the gods of ratings, as we all know. They're the, they're the be-all and the end-all. What they say counts. We know that, people, so... I don't care about that. That don't mean <laughs> shit to me. <laughs> Whatever, man. So if you look on YouTube on the screen, I'm putting the scores right now. It's it's a 7-ish. No, Rotten Tomatoes was fresh. Even at the time it was released, it was generally well-received. It made a good, decent amount of money back as well, which led him to c continue his craft, of course. So, from what I can tell from the reviews I read, people generally like it. Again, a lot of the criticisms we said, some people felt the jokes run on a bit too long, and you know, but most people think this is a good first effort. I think this is a fantastic first effort, and I it, honestly, it's aged really well from the consensus of the people and critics alike. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this was uh, this was a first movie by a. Uh... A studio that was, I think, a, a, a ABC subsidiary or a subsidiary of a one of the other big networks, and uh, they took a bet because they they it was their first project and they could get Woody Allen, they couldn't get any of anybody who was like the main A list, and it paid off. It made back his budget. It was the twenty third highest grossing film. It was received positively by critics, and I think as people warmed up to Woody Allen and his sense of humor on the big screen. In films, people enjoy this movie more. They 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 they're looking forward to his kind of humor more. And for Woody Allen fans, I think it, it's a timeless comedy. And for new viewers, the things we mentioned, I think that will really resonate. Even if some of the jokes fall flat, the movie quickly goes into a, a, a very unique, ridiculous territory where it doesn't matter that it's it's not the best joke in the in the film. It's still a very memorable scene. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend checking this one out. You can't really go wrong. And like I said, the score is great. The score will will hold your hand throughout the whole film. Ah, uh, you, you brought up you brought up at the end. Now, Woody Allen has a reputation for you know great scores, great musical themes, background stuff like that. He gets he grows as the movies go on. As you can tell, with the jazz is not there yet. But in this first movie, as you said, I really liked it. I thought it was good. And you know, he uses the the music with the mockumentary style to emphasize a lot of things. So thanks for bringing it up before I forgot. 
So uh, no, it's actually the second score. They had two scores. The first one didn't work because they had to re-edit the film. So this is a second score they did. And uh, yeah, I'm glad they chose this one because it's it's great. All right, guys. Well, that's pretty much it. Uh, let us know what you thought if you've seen this movie in the comments down below. Share your thoughts. Again, give us some feedback on this uh, review, this little project that we're going through, the Woody Allen. I know some of you thought that we weren't going to do it because we had a little pause between our introduction and this first one. But nope, we're getting, we're just working the kinks out. And as we do the more recordings, I'm sure you're going to find it more streamlined and, you know, probably going to be a bit shorter because this one's looking like it's going to be half an hour but guys we're just starting out so we appreciate your feedback once again you can find us on itunes you can find us on android and you can find us on the website and lastly i want to give a very big shout out to woodyallenpages.com the biggest and honestly the most comprehensive and the most sophisticated woody allen fans that i could find and i do want to actually shout out a product that they actually put out which is the woody allen watchers guide which has a lot of information that we, we're not going to cover in the reviews because, one, we're not going to bite off its content. And number two, we don't have the time. <laughs> I mean, he does a lot of good content in the books there, guys. You can get... Uh, I'll put a link in the description for that as well. You can buy it on your Kindle. It's only digital right now, I believe. You can get it for cheap. I mean, you can get it for the price of a coffee. It's that good. And for the content that we got and we're using some of the yeah we are using a bit of information to help us with this project as well we got the permission from the author as well so big shout out to woodyallenpages.com go there for all your woody allen fan site needs check out the woody allen watcher guides again if you're on youtube hit the thumbs up to like the video leave a comment on itunes what have you you can give simon a tweet at Simon underscore please don't Simeon underscore rad don't say please don't because I'm going to put it there anyway <laughs> they can criticise you or disagree with you and you can reach us on Twitter at planettower.com all the links are in the description Simon on the thank you for being on this one as usual nah it was great man see we're one movie in and we're already discovered a whole lot of new things completely overthrew our expectations from the previous episode so I'm excited about what's going to happen next time around so am I because uh, you know it's my second go around, I'm seeing a lot of things, picking up a lot of things. And it's just, as a fan, it's just really interesting to see his humble beginnings climbing up to his majestic rise to, to the Hollywood elite. But that's enough of that, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll see you on the next video. Check out the movie. Bye. <laughs>